Hello again. Welcome to the Content Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Halverson. This podcast is brought to you by contentstrategy.com and Brain Traffic, a content strategy consultancy. Find out more about Brain Traffic at braintraffic.com. Hey there. This week, I have a wonderful friend who I've known for years and years uh, on the podcast, and her name is Rachel Lovinger. I am sure you have heard of Ms. Rachel Lovinger. She is the content design director and content strategist at Sapient Razorfish in New York City. She is an internationally recognized thought leader in content strategy and has worked in online publishing, website development, and content management for nearly 20 years. And in her work, she's dedicated to exploring a future in which information is more efficiently structured and connections more easily discovered. Rachel, hi. Hi, Christina. How is it going? Great. Great <laughs> talking to you today. Yeah, oh, I'm gosh. so glad you're here. I should mention, we, our company changed its name to Publicist Sapient now. <laughs> that, I, it is Publicist Sapient. Can we edit that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so Rachel is going to content strategy her bio. <laughs> 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 Rachel, you and I have known each other for so many years. I, in fact, I know exactly when we met mm-hmm. because your article, uh, The Philosophy, Content Strategy, The Philosophy of Data, did I get that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was published in Boxes and Arrows in 2007. And that was a real watershed moment for me and I think at least 12 other content strategists around the country, because that's about all there were of us, um, seeing that article and going, oh, this is what I do, and there's a name for it, and it's a thing. Um, and it was just so, I mean, it is really widely recognized as kind of the first published uh, article around content strategy, sort of in the we make websites field. Um, and uh, it was not that long after that, I think, that I reached out to you and I was completely just like, oh, Rachel Lovinger, hi, <laughs> I'm Christina, I love you. <laughs> and um, and we, have, we have just kind of stayed in touch and crossed paths a million times and, and uh, talked about content strategy a lot over the last several years. Yes. Um, so I am excited to have you here to, because we have not chatted in a while. And I want to know what you've been up to. What uh, What's getting you out of bed in the morning these days? Um, so it's funny that you ask. I had a, um, I was talking actually with Melanie Siebert the other day, and she asked me uh, how much of my time I spend doing content modeling. Because I usually, I describe what I do is like, that's sort of my main focus, content modeling for the, um, you know, making a, a model for the CMS. And so I consider that kind of my main focus these days, but she asked me how much of my time I spend actually doing that, and I realized that uh, I actually spend probably about maybe 5% of my time actually uh, doing the content model, and the rest of my time is spent kind of advocating for the content model or or sort of shepherding it or um, kind of helping other people understand what it is, and, and, and that is, you know, I should say like I don't feel like the content model is like a sacred text or anything like here we're documenting this is how the CMS should be set up but it's the idea is you know with the business with the designers we're making decisions and then I you know kind of document what decisions we've made um, in this 
in this form and then we use that to like do other things but i the documenting itself takes a few minutes or you know maybe a couple hours a week and then the rest of my time is like helping the develop developers understand what requirements we've captured there helping the designers understand what's currently possible and then sometimes they come back to me and say we want to do something different then we have to add something or the developers might come back and have um, some suggestions about how to improve things and uh, we're adding new features or we're adding new capabilities so a lot of it is more about me like explaining to people what we've decided and put in there and then go, coming back with like you know okay there's new things we need then talking with our our authors the people that are going to actually use the system help them understand how to use it they come back to me with new requirements saying here's the thing we forgot to tell you we want to be able to do and you know just sort of shepherding it between all of these different communities as the kind of like this point of truth of of what the of how the content is going to be created for the site there's so much to unpack there and we're going to do it we're going to do it right now um, <laughs> okay. i love what you just ended what you just ended with though which is that you are you're sort of single point of truth when it comes to the content and kind of continually connecting the dots for all of these other folks or sort of sort of working on uh, strength, like creating and strengthening kind of those fibers between the different departments to make sure that everything is well choreographed when it comes to actually, you know, sitting down and people creating content within the system so that everybody's on the same page. I feel strongly that that is a tremendously important role of any content strategist. And, and I think that, um, the folks who are who are sort of progressing in their organizations or who are doing really interesting work for clients are really working on building out those kind of mediating and facilitating and and roles as an ongoing advocate for the content absolutely yeah i mean going back to that article uh, that i wrote like i think even in, at that time i was talking about you know if you don't have a content strategist in your organization and you look around and you're the person who cares the most about the content, you're the content strategist. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Advocacy is a huge part of it. Exactly. And I, and you know, it's funny because people, I think I even sometimes will tweet, oh, it's 2018 or it's 2019. And I can't believe that it, this is still happening with the content. What's wrong with people? And I sort of had this epiphany. I think it was early last year where I was just like, I don't, I think this is never going to change. I think this is always going to be the case. And no matter what, you know, how the, how the digital platform changes or our website properties or how information is managed, I just feel like this is going to be a role that is really going to be required, like for the foreseeable future. So yay job security. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, how long ago I wrote um, this, you know, nimble report about the sort of the future of digital um, journalism and, and digital publishing. Where you that, said content wants to be free. Yeah, and, yeah. and that was in um, 2010. And I think a lot of those issues publishers are still trying to grapple with as they try to understand, you know, how to move from old forms of media into digital and what that means for their operating model, what that means for their business model. You know, all of these new things are, are not easily solved. No. And why do you think that is? Like, what are some of the, what do you think are some of the core challenges for why organizations are still like, okay, we've known that this stuff was coming. We've known that, you know, we've had challenges with this for 20 years. Like, why, 
why are organizations still struggling with even the basics of, you know, not just from a, not just from what should our content say so that it makes sense for and it's useful for end users, but also how do we need to be building and structuring this content for reuse across platforms? Like, what do you think the core issues are there? What is wrong with people? That's my question. <laughs> uh, well, I think it's, it's a different issue for publishers probably than it is for other organizations. Um, I think for publishers, a lot of what they grapple with is, you know, especially publishers that have been doing this for decades or even centuries, they're like, we get content, but they have a misunderstanding about what their product is. So they think their product is a newspaper or a book or a magazine or something like that and not the information. And that makes it hard for them to shift, you know, from, from our product is a book to our product is information and shifting that into the digital realm. And isn't that interesting because frankly, that is an ongoing conversation and, and I think the design, the website specifically design industry kind of had an aha moment several years ago where they were like, oh, without content, a website is just a design. So it's the website isn't necessarily the product, it's the content that fuels that site experience. So similar. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that problem will eventually be solved. Like you see, we see a lot more now, you know, sort of digital native publishers and, and organizations and products that are built around content and they were digital first and they're thinking about that. And then you see that, you know, there's a lot of crisis going on in the traditional media world, but the ones, the ones that are sort of going to weather that storm are going to be the ones who who are able to figure this out and sort of shift their focus on what their product is. Can you, you, you started off mentioning um, the work that you're doing with content models. Can you talk for just a minute about what, what a content model is and how it uh, oh, yeah. can help an organization with content management? Um, so I guess at, at one level or like the most basic level, it's just documenting what the different types of content are. Uh, like the different page types or different types of content that you're going to have in your website or your digital product. And then what all of the fields are for the, for each type and how they connect with each other. So, you know, in it, I like, I work with um, functional analysts a lot. They're kind of documenting the behaviors of the site on the front end. Um, and I'm documenting what's happening in the back end, like how the CMS is going to be set up to allow people to publish it. And in some ways, that seems pretty straightforward. But when you start talking about those things, what it leads to is a lot of conversations about the requirements around how flexible this content is going to be, what's required, what's not required, how do we make sure that, you know, even though we're looking at one particular instance of a design of a page that has you know, one set of things, what are the different variations and the different ways that we want to uh, allow authors to be able to, you know, have control over the layout or the different things that they see on the page. So you might have some uh, structures that are, you know, very specifically structured and laid out. It's got to have these exact things. And you may want to have other um, models where it's kind of more flexible and you know, give people the ability to be more creative and create like a wider range of things. And finding that balance between um, very structured and very flexible, you know, is like a constant negotiation with the designers, with the authors, with the business, with the 
technology group, everybody has to be involved in these decisions. So. so this actually leads us directly into what prompted me to reach out to you recently in the first place, which is that we at Brain Traffic, we have something called the Content Strategy Quad that we use as kind of our framework for talking about content strategy and sort of helping people um, break apart different parts of, of challenges that they're facing with their content and kind of examine them through specific lenses uh, in order to kind of figure out, you know, what information can be useful in analysis and then work with them to kind of synthesize across these different areas of practice. And just, I'm going to, we'll include a, a link to our original post um, about kind of our, our newer quad that I think we introduced last year, 2017. But you left a super interesting comment on that post not too long ago that, that sort of challenged the idea of sort of separating out content design as just editorial and experience considerations and then talking about structure specifically within designing repeatable systems. Can you, you know, and this is even just reading your bio, I'm like, oh, interesting, you're the content design director, but you're working on these models. Just tell me a little bit about what your perspective is and, and where you come at that conversation of like, what is content strategy and how can we frame it up in a way that it's going to be meaningful enough to kind of bring together these different folks who are really kind of beginning to branch into areas of specific expertise and specialties across content modeling, content, um, you know, experience design, product design, and so on. Tell me what you think. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, well, first of all, like the four corners of the quadrant, I think make total sense to me. And even the, the way that um, you've sort of divided them with editorial and experience on one side and structure and process on another side makes sense. And the, the only question I had was about calling one side content design and the other side systems design. And we had, um, well, so one of the reasons I question that is because my department, actually, we've recently uh, renamed ourselves from content strategy to content design. And, you know, as our group sort of questioned ourselves and we're like, well, what does this mean? Is, does it change what we do? Um, you know, we, we felt like it doesn't really change the range of things that we do. Why, what I think we were trying to express, and it, it wasn't my call to change the name, so I'm, this is my opinion and not necessarily everyone else's, but, you know, the way I see it is that we are changing our, from content strategy to content design more in, to express um, that we're not just consulting on what content should be, but we're actually creating things. We're actually designing things. And the things that we're designing are systems. And you know, my feeling that the whole thing is about systems actually is partly based on a, um, a talk given by Erin Kassane uh, that she gave at Webstock, I think it was 2012, um, when she was working for Brain Traffic. And she uh, gave this talk called Little Big Systems, and, um, you know, like sort of speaking of watershed moments, when I watched this video, that was one of the things that kind of helped me realize like, oh, yeah, this is why I do what I do. And she really talks about content strategy and how it uh, approaches systems. I'm not going to try to like summarize her talk or encapsulate her whole talk, but it sort of opened my eyes to the, this idea that of what's consistent between like thinking about editorial systems, editorial messaging, 
the more uh, front end side of content and thinking about these sort of back end structural parts, like the, the common thread is, you know, this level of abstraction of thinking about content as a system. And, um, you know, whether that system is a system of messaging or a system of, you know, hierarchical taxonomical terms, like all of it is, um, you know, part of what we think of as content strategy. And I don't know that, so her talking about that made me realize, oh, it's all about content systems. Um, you know, when I think about these two labels, like I think it's almost like a shorthand. So content design, like you, if, you exp if you unpack to that, what we're talking about there is the design of content design systems. <laughs> which is a mouthful. But like, if you think about design systems, like, um, you know, when people are gonna, uh, when organizations go like, this is our design system, and they show you all the sort of modular bits of like, here are the way we do buttons, here are the way we do logos, here are the way, you know, whatever. Um, like that, the same way you'd have a design system, like a content design system um, would be a similar thing, but for editorial and, you know, sort of how the, content experience plays out. And so I think what, you know, in that quadrant, what we're doing is we're designing those content design systems. So I, I totally follow what you're saying. And I think that I, I don't want to, I think there's a risk of me being like, but what does this word mean? What does this word mean? And couldn't we say you're building systems instead of designing it? You know, I don't, I always sort of like cringe when people start picking it at words. And so that's not my intent at all. I think that um, so there's two things about the actual phrase content design, though, that I, well, actually just one thing that I, that I wanted to ask about, which is that content design as a practice has been pretty well defined and is spreading like wildfire in the UK and really throughout Europe. And I, and I feel like potentially the way that you are talking about design at, at your company, a content design at your company is different from that. So do you, like, do you feel like that is going to be a problem or a challenge? Or do you feel like uh, it's nothing that we haven't been struggling with with content strategy forever? Like, did you guys, did they think about that? Like, what do you, what do you think? Um, I think it is a sort of a similar challenge to what we've been grappling with, with content strategy. Um, you know, I remember that when I started in this field, like I had a friend who lived in England and was working at the BBC as an information architect. and he, you know, when I described to him what I did as a content strategist here, he was like, well, we call that information architecture here. So, you know, these, a lot of these words are, or phrases um, are, you know, kind of like, you can put a different lens on them and, and see a totally different side of it. So I don't know, it's, it is tricky for sure. You know, what's interesting is that I, I really did used to hold fast to the, I don't care what you call it or what you call yourself, just get the work done. And people are like, uh -huh. yeah, just get the work done. But what's interesting is that especially over the last, I'd say two years, I'm getting calls from uh, HR departments and like headhunters and agencies. And they're just like, we need to hire for what I, what I would call a content strategist position, and we keep getting all the wrong people mm -hmm. replying to this because there are so many different definitions for content strategy. And so I think it's, I've kind of come around to, eh, it's really too bad that we can't all 
kind of get, you know, stand around and nod our heads and just be like, yeah, this is, this is what we call a content strategy. And this is what we call, you know, whatever. But I, I just don't, I think I was complaining to somebody. I think that the field of content strategy is evolving so rapidly. And Margot Bloomstein was talking about that it, not, not that it's splintering per se, but kind of what I was saying earlier, that people are becoming more and more comfortable saying, this is my area of expertise. You know, I don't feel like I need to be super fluent in all four areas of the quad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm going to stand on this and I can find jobs with this. You know, like product content strategy is a perfect example. You know, where those folks are, they're really deeply involved in product design, but they are, uh, you know, they're really, really the guardians of and the keepers of word choice and how stories unfold. And, um, and they're, they're just like, we're going to call this product content strategy. I'm going to call myself a UX writer. This is the work that I do. And so as we sort of take that terminology and run with it and um, shape it ourselves, I just wonder how we're able to kind of continually represent that or align on that to kind of the rest of the world. I mean, do you, do you feel like when you guys are walking into new organizations and you say content design and I'm a content strategist in the content design department, the people are like, oh yeah, that. No, <laughs> no, I think we still okay, definitely. Okay, well, thanks, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> uh, we definitely still um, need to, you know, get more into the details and, and describe like what that means. I mean, even across our organization, I find different, different project teams and different, um, you know, account people and different clients definitely interpret it different ways. I mean, I'm glad to hear that other people are grappling with this too. And, oh, and yeah. you and Margo. And, you know, I think for a while I've been wondering about this. A couple of years ago, I was like, you know, is content strategy just too vague to describe what it is that we do? And it, there's something important about having that phrase, but there's also something important about getting more specific. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people over the years who came to me and said, you know, I'm interested in this content strategy thing, but I don't, am I like a fraud if I call myself a content strategist because oh, I only do this? Yeah, and, no, I hear you. And I'm like, no, absolutely. That's what you do. And you should be clear about the fact that you do social strategy or you do whatever it is that you do and not make it seem like you're a broad content strategist and not make people and not let yourself feel like, oh, you need to be able to do UX writing if that's not your skill. Like, there is something important, I think, for the growth of this field, for people to be able to get more specific about, about what their roles are. And, you know, my, my prediction, if I can be bold right now, is like eventually content strategy is not going to be something that we say, I am a content strategist. It's going to be like saying, like, I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say it, but people will then want to know, like, okay, what, what kind of science do you do? Like, it's not going to stand on its own like that. So I really, I could not agree with you more. It is sort of, you know, the idea of watching, you know, since strategic thinking was sort of introduced as a concept in the 60s and watching how that as a practice has been extrapolated into so many different ways of looking at problems and tackling problems and identifying, you know, to your point, systems to design to um both analyze and kind of synthesize those challenges. Uh, you know, there are a million different approaches now to what is called strategic thinking, but, well, I would suggest that, you know, 900,000 of them are, are not actually strategic thinking, but anyway, there's a lot of different approaches. And I think that you're right. I think with 
with content strategy that that these different sort of sub disciplines or or practitioners who have areas of real specific expertise, that that's going to be gaining a lot of ground. And what's interesting is that, again, I don't know how many times I've received, you know, whether it's from clients or people who've hired us to sort of consult around the ideas of governance and process. They're like, here's the job description that I'm putting out for a content strategist. And they have, you know, a long list of capabilities that basically cross over every single thing that we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know a single person that could right. do all of these jobs and do them well, especially not in 40 hours a week. And I've seen, I've also seen things um, where people are looking for someone because they'll, you know, reach out to me and say, do you know anyone who could right. fit this role? And they'll be like, you know, and I'll look at it. I'm like, they want someone who's going to be running like the global content strategy and then also like doing doing, yeah (laughs) i'm like is this an entry-level role or is this a global lead and they're they're somewhere in between you know they kind of want someone who is not only a unicorn in like all the skills but can do everything from the most detailed stuff to the most high level stuff exactly exactly i mean that's i i come in front of rooms as like the content strategy expert. And they, I'm constantly saying to people, yeah, I only know enough about that thing to be dangerous. Like here are six, <laughs> here are six articles and two people you should go to talk to about that. Um, because in many ways, I, my role has really evolved to be, I sit right in the middle of all sort of four of those quadrants and work to connect the dots for organizations and for, and for leadership really to sort of, because they're like, oh, I can't just make a decision in one of these areas without it having a ripple effect through these other areas. And that is a really exciting, interesting position to be in. And it sounds like actually beyond coming back to, we want somebody to globally lead the practice and also do the audits. I mean, in some ways, it sounds like you have really, your role has evolved from, I'm going to sit down and work on these content models for 20, 25 hours a week to you are really playing like a more of a leader and a strategist who is, who's continually kind of bringing folks together and synthesizing information and needs and expectations. Yeah. I mean, that, that's sort of my ideal um, situation when that can happen. There's other times it varies also by project and uh, by what the needs are for the project. I mean, right now I'm lucky enough to be on a project that I've been on for several years. So I have had time to like build up that expertise and, and become the person who can shepherd that um, that work, but you know, there's other projects that I'm on where it's a sh- more short-term thing or it's a different kind of need, and and I'm doing more like executing like on that. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're almost out of time. I and I could keep talking to you for another three hours. Um, so I'll so just coming back around to kind of what we've been talking about as, as a content strategy as a practice and where you know and, and being able to focus in. A lot of our listeners are either, um, they're writing in to say, oh, I'm the only one that does this work in my organization, and it's great to hear from other practitioners. Like, what, what advice do you have for folks who are maybe just starting out in content strategy or looking for a different kind of career path in content strategy? What, what do you say to those folks just, you know, thinking about where you are thinking and hoping the field's going to be growing over the next several years? Um, I think the important thing is, you know, regardless of your title or what other people's titles are, like, just look for allies. I mean, some of the most growth that I've done and the most um, movement I've been able to affect within my company or with my clients have been when I can find somebody in another discipline who sees things the way that I see and we can, you know, 
kind of back each other up on helping to explain what the benefits of thinking about things this way are. So, you know, whether that's been um, with a developer who understands, um, believe it or not, there are some developers out there who really understand like the authoring experience. Bless their hearts. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, or whether it's designers, like how you can get them to sort of see how the collaboration between content and design um, can make for a better and more flexible system or, um, you know, whoever the other people are who seem to care about content, like they don't have to also be content strategists to be able to care about the content and help you advocate for it. And I think like the more different people you can get having that perspective, the lot, a lot easier to make progress in your organization around, you know, the kind of influence you want to have over content. Rachel, I think we have the best job. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's, it is. Yeah. That's it's just really great fun. advice. Great. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. It was just awesome to catch up with you. And I hope that we can reconnect in person soon. Yeah, it's great talking with you, Christina. And um, definitely, let's, let's talk again soon. Thanks, Rachel. You've been listening to the Content Strategy Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Halverson. This podcast is brought to you by contentstrategy.com and Brain Traffic, a content strategy consultancy. Find out more about Brain Traffic at, of course, braintraffic.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.